0: hello and welcome to a new episode of the prop swap podcast we are your hosts ian epstein and luke pergandy and we are also the founders of prop swap the first marketplace to buy and sell sports bets thank you so much for joining us this week we have another great episode for you and it will be our final one uh, before taking a little break for the summer but don't worry we'll be back for for football but um prop swap founders need uh need summer breaks as well from uh, from doing podcasts um but on this episode uh we will get into the u.s open action uh we will uh recap obviously the the amazing stanley cup uh victory uh but first i thought we would start with uh nba denver nuggets uh win, win their first ever nba championship Um, and they did so despite shooting five for 28 from three. Uh, and I think they were one for 17 at one point. So they were definitely playing tight, um, and kind of wanted to give the game away, except that the heat, uh, also, you know, their role players, uh, who are, they're, they have the potential to score 20 or zero like you know if max you know max strews could score 20 and i believe you and you you could you could score zero and I, i'd also believe you um and the other note Jokic becomes the first player in nba history to lead all players in points with 600 rebounds with 269 and assists 190 uh in a single postseason so he led all players um in all of those stats uh for, for the playoffs. so um did you have any any uh takeaways from uh From the finals
1: yeah denver the much better team you know we put out a a, uh jimmy butler praise video uh after the series was one to one and uh you know obviously i don't believe in jinxes but he uh he did absolutely nothing i i'm a big jimmy butler fan but um if lebron had that performance or michael Jordan had that performance or kobe had that performance in an nba finals they would be getting chastised like Absolutely shredded, and it may come out that it may come out that he's injured. That's possible. You know, we don't know yet. It just happened forty-eight hours ago, um, but from what the information we know, he played awful and he deserves a lot of blame. Um, I realize that he carried his team to get there, but when you are on the the when the lights are the brightest, you got to show up. And I did not think Jimmy Butler showed up in that NBA Finals. Denver's the better team, no matter what. No discredit to Denver, but Jimmy needs to do better.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, holding Jimmy to the standard that he set in like the buck series might've been a little unrealistic, but I would agree yeah. that he, he definitely, um, he did not step up in, in, a, in a major way. And, and they kind of really needed him to, you know, if he, if he had played better, um, you know, this thing could have been going to game six in, in Miami on Thursday. So, um, yeah, uh, ag- agree with, uh, all those points. Um, so, uh, as we've talked about, I, I live in Denver. Uh, and so, uh, I did not go out to watch the game just because, I actually like to watch the game and i i if i find sports bars not great places to watch games um but so after the game i i went uh to the downtown area uh to kind of join the uh to join the uh the madness and on my way, i i ran into uh michael wilbon and and uh and mike greenberg so uh shout out to those guys extremely nice um and we uh we shared a connection over uh my hometown Evanston which is also home to Northwestern University which they both went to so uh talked to Levenston um was walking along with them and and having a good conversation and then I would say about a minute into it uh some guy stops in his tracks and he he was like hey hey you're the you're the guy it's the guy from the thing you know and then like basically him group like do it do a 180 to go back to start walking in the direction that they were walking in, like one like pulls out their phone and is like just video recording them as they're trying to walk. And I, you know, I was like, and uh, kind of ruined the the conversation, but um, for, for, for that minute, uh, they were, they were extremely nice. And so just want to give them a a shout out, uh, on on the podcast. Did
1: you guys talk about mustard's last stand or is that not part of the dialogue? Um,
0: no, uh, no, did not, not talk about mustard's last stand. Um, you know talked about uh that i just moved here and you know uh and actually started talking about uh as i used to live in vegas i worked for a sports book and he was like oh which one uh did will bonnie asked which one and i told him and then that at that very moment was when um the uh conversation dissolved Sorry. but no, uh, no yeah. props out plugged, didn't have time for it i it was it was gonna be the next <laughs> it was gonna be the next uh words out of my mouth um it happens yeah so uh that was super cool uh and then the other thing that um i've I've been thinking about since the the nuggets winning is the the gm who put this team together right i mean the because the nuggets have been kind of lauded for you know drafting the right players right they, they drafted Jokic and murray and and uh took a chance on michael porter jr and signed uh aaron gordon you know it's it's not one of those you know miami heat you know brooklyn you know brooklyn nets you know type situations where they're just like you know two superstars, and then we'll just like fill in the, the rest. You know, it was really kind of a, a homegrown team. But the GM who put this team together, his name's Tim Connolly. Uh, he left the Nuggets last year uh, and took a job to become the president of basketball operations in Minnesota. Uh, the new owners, uh, A-Rod and, and Mark Laurie, gave him a five-year, $40 million contract. So um, definitely was was well-respected even before this. However, Tim Connolly might have executed one of the worst trades of the decade uh, by trading five picks and five players for Rudy Gobert. So um, it's just a kind of interesting thing of like, you know, clearly he's a smart, talented GM and, and you know, to draft Jokic and and, uh, you know, they, they had they kept him over this other guy uh, that like there was in the beginning of Jokic's career. There was like they're kind of kind of even um, but very weird, you know, again, just kind of two two sides of the coin, you know?
1: Yeah especially for a big man. It's, it's pretty apparent that big men are going away in today's game. Like, and he's, he's a decent shooter. He's no, um, you know, nothing. Anthony Davis is a sharp shooter, but he can't shoot like Anthony Davis can. So interesting that they would, <laughs> they would do that if it was like a guard or something or like a swing man, like I could maybe see that, but that's interesting that of all the players to trade for you, trade for Rudy Gobert.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and, and also when, when you already have Carl, Carl, anything town. So it's like, yeah. when, when has two big, you know, two seven footers on a team, uh, uh, worked. Um, so yeah. Um, will be interesting i'm sure there'll be a lot of uh, news uh, in the offseason with you know trades and, and free agency as there always is with the nba uh just one last note uh just want to alert everyone nba draft is next week um will be uh, another fun exciting event on propswap uh we've talked about the nfl draft um probably won't be as as crazy as nfl i mean nfl is king when it comes to this stuff but um you know uh after the first pick um which is you know it's a lot to be uh victor Wembanyama, um but it should be a uh, pretty interesting after that maybe some trades uh so definitely be checking on prop swap next week uh on uh, on draft tickets and then also if there's you know crazy odds movement um you know great chance to to flip uh before the draft you know if there's some news or rumor breaks for sure
1: yeah um i you know, Nevada doesn't do a great job posting. I don't even know if it's legal in Nevada. Um, I know the draft is their Nevada sports books are awful at hanging odds on. So um, we'll see if we can. You know, I certainly have buddies in Illinois and of course New Jersey, who I used to live. So we'll see if I can find some tickets that could post at like Monday, Tuesday.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. The, the Vegas uh, sports books do not do well in terms of like offering wide menus, and 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 they know that the are only going to lose on these types of things. So, uh, they've just, yeah, just stopped offering a lot of markets, but, um, in other States like Colorado, um, it's a, uh, it's a pretty, pretty wide, uh, market right now. Uh, moving on. Um going to talk a little Stanley cup final action. Um, first off, yep. It, uh, both Luke and I rock in our, our Vegas golden Knights jerseys. Um, and, uh, and luke has luke's has a custom jersey with uh with prop swap on the back and and the number 15 uh for 2015 the year we started the company
1: yes sir super exciting very nice of my family to give it to me as a Christmas gift and uh when I lived in Vegas I would wear this thing all the time
0: yeah um yeah so uh I guess we'll tell a little, little quick story Luke and I we we bought season tickets uh to the Knights before they had a team name before they had any players um we you know obviously we it was what 2017 um at the time maybe maybe even the year before that 2016 maybe um yeah and you know we were you know two broke entrepreneurs uh and they were having an open house at t-mobile arena where you could walk around and there was like stickers um on any open seat you know, open seats for for season tickets and so we had absolutely no intention to act to actually buy these tickets um we just wanted to check it out and we end up we find ourselves in the upper deck and there's these two seats with stickers on them for 40 bucks a a, a seat a game so 80 bucks total uh and I remember we sat in those chairs and we were like this would be pretty cool like we <laughs> like you know we might be, able. To, we, we should be able to, you know, we should try to uh, find a way to pull this off. And so we end up uh, sending like text messages out to a couple other people being like, if we can get a third person in split of three ways, like, you know, we we can make it work financially. Um, two of the top of my head, I know, declined the offer, right? Uh, I think uh, I, I think at least two people that we, we texted uh, and said no. And then um, we found it, we did find a third person who sight unseen said, yep, I'm in. Um, and uh, long story short, you know, the first year we're all we're going to stand the Stanley cup final uh we're making uh, a decent amount of money on on sell on a secondary market for for event tickets uh and uh yeah it uh all all worked out
1: yeah I think people ask us what was the inspiration for prop swap like stub is definitely the number one company that um I think we both admired and it's it was a needed company you know our parents had used it we had used it before starting Prop Swap. it was just like an obvious business and I think our uh admiration for that company led to this because we're like yeah like we'll obviously just sell them on Subub if the team gets hot or if you know if we were out of town or something um it worked out you know i think we each got to go to a game i want to say so i went to game one i want to say mm-hmm. i sold the seat next to me for 500 cash yeah um, so you,
0: you you were nice enough to to sell to go with a stranger to game one um while me and the uh, our, our third partner we went we both went to uh, game 2 um now granted uh game 1 of that series against the <laughs> the uh capitals was the only one they won uh and um and it's funny so just to kind of bring this back to to this year's the the game that game 2 that that I went to in in that 2017 18 season um there was uh like I want to say it was Alex Tuck I, for, I forget I forget uh, it was like wide open net and the the goalie for the capitals made Tuck. this crazy save reaching you know like basically on his back reaching to to block it and it was kind of one of those like you know it's not your time moment like and it was, the the series just kind of was completely different after that you know they lost they lost four straight games uh and it was everyone kind of points to that one point in the game to bring this full circle game one against the panthers aiden hill had a very similar save in game one um that ended up winning that game and and again uh i was telling a buddy um the knights you know the, the the panthers might have played the uh, might have outplayed the knights for the first uh 17 minutes of the series and then like it's, it was knights uh fr- from from that the, the, the rest of the way
1: yeah yeah no that's a good that's a good analogy um they, they we've talked about this on the last episode i believe like puck bounces um they call it puck bounces in in hockey and it's really just like just randomness and puck, if you puck can luck, puck luck right sure yeah puck luck's the term for sure Um, and just like if you can cap, if you can be on the right side of randomness, like you're, you got a shot. And, um, I think Aiden Hill proved that he could get those, some of those puck bounces this postseason. And of course, the Kachuk injury, I think, helped the, the Vegas Golden Knights. And yeah, I mean, we said on this podcast that we both thought the Knights were the superior hockey team. Like, the Panthers were hotter quote unquote. That really doesn't mean anything. It just, um, although teams get hot, maybe I'll back off that. Like it does, there is such a thing as momentum in sports. Um, but yeah, the, the golden Knights are just a better roster top to bottom.
0: Yeah. Um, their, their depth was their, their their depth is crazy. Like their fourth line, um, you know, uh, is, plays plays ex- extremely well. And and when like he, when your fourth line is able to contribute and, and like kind of and just give the, the other guys uh, some rest like that's that's huge. Right. To just to have that kind of uh, that kind of depth on the team. Um, so yeah, so uh, unlike the Nuggets, Vegas did not play tight uh, in their game five. I, you know, I was almost I, I was little nervous that like, you know, that they would be nervous to win the, you know, win this cup in front of their fans and, and play tight. And, uh, that was not the case. Um, Mark stone scored a shorthanded goal 12 minutes into the game and it was on from there. Uh, Vegas's nine goals broke the record, uh, set by the penguins in 1991 for most goals scored in a cup clinching game. So, um, still unreal that they put up a nine spot uh, on them. And then, um, Just last thing, obviously, congrats to to our friend John, uh, which if you missed uh, last week's podcast, definitely go check that out, Uh, John, um, with the owner of a three leg parlay, uh, 100 bucks to win $74,000 on Argentina, Argentina to win the World Cup nuggets to win the West and the Knights to win the Stanley Cup. And so um, he, uh, uh, as he talked about, he was going to drive up, uh, to the to circuit in the McLaren, uh, which he did. So, uh, you know, kudos to him. And, uh, I'm sure he's, uh, one extremely and, and, uh, a little richer now, uh, gentlemen in, in Las Vegas. Super cool. Well, it's,
1: it's June 14th. And I, I think it's up for one of the best bets of the year. Um, like you said, a hundred bucks on the 74 grand, like that's, <laughs> that is stuff that dreams are made of so super happy that he's a friend of ours super happy that he's a customer on props up super happy that he didn't sell it you know i people always ask us like are you happy or sad that tickets don't get sold like if it you know first of all if people made money on the thing of course i'm happy like i don't care how you make money whether you're selling on props up or winning bets like doesn't matter to me if customers and friends of ours and sports betters are making money versus the house great the books make enough money in vegas keeps the lights on for a reason so anytime a individual can make money i am ecstatic and i i couldn't be happier for him it's one of the best bets of the year
0: yeah i mean look we we always say making money is the name of the game right i mean that's why we do stake or swap like you know talking about bets to get in um and then you know but the 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 result should be making money right now i think me personally and and probably you as well like i don't know if i'd ever want to be in a position where it's either seventy four thousand dollars or nothing right? right um i just I, I've, I've seen too many sports and watched too many crazy things happen to to, you know, um, to put myself in that position. But um, regardless, you know, as long as you make money, that's that's kind of that's kind of all, all, all we care about. Um, but on that point, um, I thought I would uh, bring back this chart that we talked about a, a couple of weeks ago uh, in terms of um, long shots reaching the finals in the last six um major sports uh over the last year. Um, you know, and again, we always talk about make, you know, I wouldn't you, you you can make a great pick, but it only counts if you actually if you actually make some money on it, right? So um so the six major sports, right? The four professional sports and the two uh college, you know, football and basketball. <clears throat> uh Philadelphia Phillies reached the World Series last year. Uh they were as high as 75 to 1 to win the World Series, got as low as -150 and they lost uh um to the Astros. Uh TCU was a huge long shot entering the college football season 250 to 1 before the season uh got down to plus 350 before the Georgia game and got absolutely routed in that game they lost <clears throat> the Eagles 50 to 1 before they made the AJ Brown trade, got down to minus 125 uh, against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Um, they lost. San Diego State, uh, as we all know, huge long shots to to reach the to reach the uh the championship. And then they got absolutely destroyed by by UConn, uh, and they were plus two ninety before that game. So uh 150 to one to, to plus two ninety. Uh, and then most recently we have the Florida Panthers who were 150 to 1. Um during the Bruin series got down to plus one ten at one point to win the Stanley Cup. Um they lost. And then the Miami Heat were two hundred and forty to one um when they lost the playing game to uh to Atlanta, got down to as low as plus two twenty. I know we've talked about that a couple of times about uh swapping the Heat to plus two twenty. They lost. So that is literally in the last six major championships, uh all have examples of a long shot reaching the final and then losing um so it, once again people would say like oh yeah that's kind of an anomaly well I here's here's the no. we're, we're six for six
1: no wrong that's that's wrong um yeah the, the takeaway the, the overall takeaway is bet long shots that's the overall takeaway and you know like we talked about like you could have sold the, the timing on that to sell your sdsu bet for example like waiting all the way to the championship takes incredible timing so we're not saying that like here's what the average return is when you bet long shots like that's not fair because with a prop stop you could sell it a week later after betting the future but what is fair is saying bet long shots <laughs> because these long shots get to the championship all the time so give yourself some options please make two tickets be, you know, have your mind on selling. We'll talk about the U S open in a few minutes here, like buy a basket, buy a, buy some long shot teams, and then be ready to flip those as the season goes on, as the championship starts to solidify. Cause every single sports season, a long shot is going to the finals or at least getting darn close. And you could have sold it for a ton of cash.
0: Yeah. Um, just would completely second on the, on the on the multiple tickets thing, right? And I, I think we, we talked we talked about this last time. Uh, we we talked about these the finalists or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, buying five five bets, right? Five tickets, and then being able to sell throughout the season. Um, the other thing too that kind of stands out to me is besides TCU and the Eagles all of those teams i mentioned and like their longest odds was at some point during the season and in the case of the panthers and the heat were during the playoffs too Mm -hmm. so it also doesn't necessarily need to be a situation where it's you know you have to get the team before the season um obviously that was the case with like tcu at 250 to one but like um you know i think baseball is a great time right now where you can be looking at at certain teams being like yeah okay they had a rough you know um rough first you know two months but like you know, this player is coming back from injury. Like they could, they could turn it around. Uh, I always point to the, um, the home run leader, uh, prop like that, that those, those multiple cases over the last couple of years of, of guys, you know, being 201 in July, uh, and then, uh, coming and winning it, uh, Salvador Perez of the, of the, uh, Royals comes to mind a couple of years ago. So, um, definitely something to, uh, keep an eye out uh during the baseball season uh and does not need to be something where you have to make the bet before the season um speaking of baseball um just a quick little quick little hitter no pun intended uh because you know baseball season is in full swing and um i know we've been talking Mm -hmm. a lot in the podcast about hockey and hockey and um and basketball and we're going to talk some us open as well coming up but uh i thought it would be before we uh you know take a little time break, worth uh just talking about one interesting kind of story right now, which is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, right now, uh in first place in, in the NL West. Uh we had a customer who bet ninety-four dollars at fifty-two to one odds uh on the Diamondbacks to win the NL West. Uh they sold it last week for five twenty-five, which is odds of of plus eight sixty um and then the buyer now has it relisted for 1100 um and which is odds of plus 360 is what the the, the buyer has it released for d-backs are currently 41 and 26 three games ahead of the dodgers uh and they actually just ended a stretch where they won 15 of of, uh, of a 20 game stretch um and if they win the division the ticket will collect five thousand dollars uh and so as I pull up the uh, NL West odds. I mean, you know, the D backs are plus two eighty right now at MGM. Uh, and so and this buyer has it realisted for plus three sixty. So um if you hear this and and you know you think the D backs can can stay hot, um, then uh that definitely a a great ticket. So um just uh, one little uh, news and note from the M L B world. Yep. Yeah, it's been like I
1: watch I watch the odds, people asking like how do I treat baseball? You know, up until the NBA Finals and Stanley Cup, are going on. Like, I follow the odds, so like, I'll pay attention to division races. I'll pay attention to like the futures odds. Like, there's been some movement, man. The Rangers are down to thirteen to one. Like, never thought that would be happening. Uh, Blue Jays have gotten cold a little bit. They're down to nineteen to one. Padres have gotten cold a little bit. They got down to twenty three to one. They, of course, added you know Juan Soto and Bogarts on the Red Sox in the off season. So, so some interesting storylines. Mets are ice cold. You mentioned the D backs, like there's been some cool stories. So, um, you know, I'm excited to see how June and July go for baseball futures. And like you said, individual statistics, like who will be the MLB home run leader is super fun to bet on as well.
0: Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're not going to do anything with this season, but, uh, the A's after having just an abysmal smart abysmal start are, um, have won seven, seven of their last 10 games. So, um, Definitely, lots of uh, wild swings, right? They call it the uh, the dog days of uh, of summer, um, but uh, but there's definitely a lot of money to be to be made um, during during the middle of the season, you know, hopping on some of these uh, some of these teams. But um, speaking of uh, of dog days of summer, before we get to that, it is the U.S. Open, uh, which we will talk about coming up in stake or swap. <laughs> First up, we will be talking about Xander Shoffley, uh, currently 18 to 1 to win the US Open. Uh, he has not won a major before, uh, but I will go first and say I am staking Xander Shoffley at 18 to 1. Um, He has 10 top 10 finishes in his 24 major starts. He ranks fourth uh, in total strokes gained, sixth in approach uh, to green, and 12th in putting. I mean, if you watch any amount of golf, you know this guy is just rock solid. He's always towards the top of the leaderboard. Uh, uh, And then, you know for the PGA championship, he did not have a great first three rounds, but he had a great Sunday where he shot three under and was able to finish in the top 20. So, um, you know, he, he has that capability of, of putting it together when he needs to. Um, and I like the momentum of him finishing strong. And I think he's he could carry that over into, uh, the U S open in LA, uh, this week. So, uh, I am staking Xander Schauffele at 18 to one.
1: Yeah. I, I like this kid. Usually, um, I'm going to swap Shawfi at 18 to one Shafi until he wins a major. He is in my category of the uh, like swaps, like people golfers that I would buy now on, you know, Wednesday or Thursday morning and then sell him throughout the weekend. And to me, like 18 to one just isn't enough value there, I right? Could be getting, you know, 20 times my money, um, on some other guys that we'll talk about, So I do like Xander. He's a California kid. We'll talk about some other California kids. He's from San Diego. Um, Of course, the U.S. Opens in Los Angeles this weekend. So um, I do like his golf. But until he wins a major, I'm going to stay away from him.
0: Fair enough. Um, So the next golfer that we're going to talk about is Colin Morikawa, currently 35 to one to win the U.S. Open. Um, Luke, you can go first. Are you staking or swapping Morikawa?
1: Yeah, so I'm going to state Colin Morikawa. His odds are 35 to 1. Um, if you listen to me on ESPN Chicago or other radio stations throughout the country, you're probably sick of hearing about Colin Morikawa. But this guy just always is in the mix on most of the time Saturday and then some of the time on Sunday. And with this segment, I just want his odds to go down. So he's from Los Angeles, also went to Berkeley. I'm sure he's played Los Angeles Country Club tons of times um, and for those re- reasons I think his odds will go down to like 7 to 1 on Saturday and then I'd be making you know five times my money and if he can go down to 3 to 1 would be making at least 10 times your money so um, with some decent multipliers on Colin I'll stake him at 35 to 1.
0: Um, I am going to swap Morikawa um, now I, I, I do love him I think he seems like awesome and and would be it would be a great hang uh based off the uh the the netflix um doc um but here are his is like his most recent kind of uh finishes he withdrew from the memorial uh tied 29th at the charles schwab tied twenty sixth before that missed the cut before that missed the cut before that and then a tie for 31st um mm-hmm. and the term before that was he, he was finished 10th at the Masters. so he did have a good masters before uh showing but um has not been playing great golf it looks like and i don't even uh i missed him withdrawing i would want to maybe want to double check that and make sure that wasn't an injury uh related to so um for those reasons i'm just not loving his his most recent track record uh and so uh i am swapping uh morikawa um because you know he, they, they gotta got make the cut if uh sure. to uh to, yeah. uh to make a profit uh yeah and I, and I guess we should say like i mean golf is pretty much dominated right now by Scheffler, Brooks, and, and Rom. Um, mm. but you know, there's, they're, 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 not going to probably run away with it. Like they're There's going to be someone up there with them with one of those guys, I would say.
1: Yeah. So uh, texted to my two golf absolute fanatic buddies who watch this stuff every weekend. They said approach shot is super important. The LA country club has really large greens. So your iron game is super relevant because you're going to be getting onto the green from farther out because the green is so the greens are so large. Um so just guys to look at are guys that have a really good approach shot. Um action network does a really good job of breaking down which golfers that is. Morkawa is one of them. Um but <coughs> excuse me. Uh you can check out Action Network for um like best it's called strokes gained. It basically just means who's shooting the best on their approach shot.
0: Um, yeah, and, uh, actually, uh, dot tour.com actually has, uh, a lot of good stats. And so, yeah, Morikawa is second on tour in strokes, gained approach, uh, approach to the green um all right uh and then because this is our our last episode for a while we thought we'd uh, we'd leave you with a little more a couple honorable mentions uh of who else we like so uh just gonna rattle these off uh the other the other golfers I'm, I'm looking at to bet this week again this is just get in and then and then uh sell over the weekend uh patrick Cantley, 16 to 1 uh even though he plays slow as molasses uh he's always uh he always finds himself in in one of the last groupings of the top leaderboard uh three top tens in his last five tournaments again wow. like in the uh the recent track record uh Jason Day 50 to one I'm, I'm loving the uh resurgence that, that he's having um he won the Byron Nelson classic a few weeks ago he is 10th in strokes gained and 12th in total driving and then uh last but not least your boy as well see Thagala, 120 to one to win the US Open uh, if he wins it, it would be his first tournament win, uh, you know, on tour, but you know, why not make it a, a major, uh, he finished ninth at the masters. Uh, and then, um, you know, to your point about greens being huge, um, you know, you got to have a good putter to win this thing. He ranks 23rd, uh, on tour and putting. So, uh, th- those are the, uh, the quick hitters love it. Love Thigala, uh,
1: also a California kid. If you grew up in Los Angeles or orange County or even San Diego for, um, for Xander, like I'm sure you've played this golf course, a ton. So advantage to those kids don't really care about the, um, the home field advantage, like being able to sleep at home, like there's probably something there, but to me, like just growing up in this golf course is more of an advantage than being able to sleep, like at your house in Malibu. So, um, uh, on that note, uh, Max Homa, L.A. kid, uh, both him and Morikawa from Los Angeles both went to Berkeley. Uh, Homa is thirty-one to one odds. His odds continued to get lower. I feel like every time I checked the, the odds board, he's inching lower. He used to be like a hundred to one range, then he was seventy to one range, then he was fifty to one. Now he's gained down to thirty-one to one. So I'm sure he's played this course a ton. Max Homa, thirty-one to one, and then lastly. I must be missing something here, like I tried to do some googling. I'm like why Justin Thomas is fifty to one. It seems like he changed up his irons. He made like some switches with the iron set he's using, like from Taylor made set A to Taylor made set B so that's the only answer I can come up with from why Justin Thomas, who's like to me a top five golfer is odds of fifty to one, but to me, there's just value there. Throw a couple bucks on it and flip him if he has a nice Thursday Friday,
0: yeah um my guess is is that his uh his plage does not suit this suit this course would be would be my other my other guess uh by the way uh Murakawa, uh hurt himself had with, with uh, draw from the memorial because he um he hurt his back uh try to pick something up which i've never really you know as in as i get older and my birthday was uh, a couple days ago um i never related to anything else besides a, a, yeah. a, more than that a bending <laughs> over to pick something up and then having your back just light up on him he said that's
1: happened to me been there happened about a year ago to me
0: yeah um so yeah it's, it's gonna be a great week uh weekend on prop swap uh, it'll be a great father's day i'm sure that will get mentioned a uh, hundred times on sunday of <laughs> for uh, whoever whoever does win it so um Enjoy the golf, uh, have a, have a great father's day, uh, have a great summer. Uh, like I said, it's not, it's not goodbye. It's see you later. And we will, uh, we'll be back, uh, just in time for football season. Uh, Luke, any uh, closing words before we, uh, we head out. No, it's been an awesome fall. I'm
1: glad that all those long shots have been successful. That's literally why we built this website. Thousands of people have cashed in on all those teams. So we're happy about it and looking forward to the next one.
0: Yep. Um, so yeah, can't wait to see what the, what the next long shot's going to bring and, uh, uh more, uh, more championships, more, uh, more swaps and, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. So everyone have a great summer and we will talk to you, uh, in August.